Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison, and this is a podcast about recovery, spirituality, positive psychology, and life. I started a website called recoveryoursoul.net, really led by spirit to bring in my experience, strength, and hope, and experience that I have received as such gifts in my own recovery from alcoholism. And even if you are not an active addict uh, with a behavior or a substance or food or addiction of some sort, recovery is really a spiritual journey. And it really ties so beautifully into my spiritual practice that I've had for many years of new thought and that what I've come to really want to share is just that piece of really working on ourselves and taking responsibility for ourselves and really turning inward to find serenity and peace and connection with our higher power. So each of these podcasts are journeys into my own little experiences and maybe nuggets that have hit me during the week or something that's happening in my life or my journey. And my really my hope is that together, as we speak together, as we share our stories together, as we have our vulnerabilities and our opennesses together, that we can see in each other growth and potential and awareness to spark change in ourselves. 
And I've told this story before that early in my recovery, I just filled myself up with speaker meetings and podcasts and anything that I could get to listen to that was about people's stories and recovery. And it gave me such a sense of hope and such a sense of belief that I could come out of the dark place that I was in. And now two and a half years into this level of my sobriety, um, this is my second time of doing recovery. My life is in a place that I couldn't have even imagined two and a half years ago. And it is really by the grace of higher power and connecting with other people that are also on this spiritual journey that I've had this opportunity to grow. So I don't have anything special. I am not special. I am not here to tell you that I know all the answers, but my hope is that I can just share a little of something that might help you in some way or give you some hope. So the other morning I was sitting in my backyard doing my morning meditation, which has become such an essential regular practice for me and is really recommended in so many different spiritual fashions and in recovery really encourages people to wake up in the morning and to take the time to reflect and to do readings and writing and set yourself up for the day with positive intention. And um, I really love the app Insight Timer. And I've done a lot better in my meditations by allowing myself to do guided meditation. I am not really at the place where I can just sit and be quiet with myself and not have my mind be 100% still kind of crazy. Although mindfulness has really become a major place in my life. But I was doing my meditation and I love how with the Calm app or Insight Timer that you can just sort of stream through and look at things that might be of interest to you and then come across people or meditations that you wouldn't have ever experienced before. And I came across a meditation by someone named Muji, who I don't know anything about. So many of you may think, oh, I totally know who that is and know what he's all about. But it was it was a talk, meditation talk that he gave. And it was about the what is. And that really spoke to me in this time. Being present and being aware of the what is. And what it really spoke to me about was that in the before times, as it's now called, before the great pause, my life, even in recovery and feeling so much happier than I had when I was actively drinking, was so full and so busy and so cram-packed with everything that was going on. And it was all good stuff, but it was full to the gills. And there would be many days that I would leave for work or at eight or nine in the morning and not get home until eight or nine at night to crawl into bed to do that again and again and again. And when we were given the stay-at-home order and everything stopped, this part of me didn't know what to do with the time. I realized that I had actually 
maybe exchanged some of what was for me the sort of checking out and drinking was exchanged in busyness and really having so much to do that it's just you just never felt like you could catch up. And when it all stopped like that, and I started having time to do these meditations, to do writing, to spend a lot more time with my husband, to cook, to be home, something in me switched. And as I listened to this meditation about being in the what is, I realized that this is probably the first time in my 50 years that I've had extended periods of time to allow me to be in the what is. And the gratitude that I had that in recovery and in this spiritual journey, that I was okay with the what is. That I had spent so much of my life, so much time not being comfortable with the reality of my world around me, that I was always finding something to keep me from feeling the discomfort or the fear of what that really might be. And it reminded me of a story that I had heard recently as well about somebody talking about wanting to get back to their physical condition that they were before. And somebody really wise in their life said, you know, you can never get back. We never get back. You can only move forward. And that really hit me because I I recognized in myself how much of my time when I was in that dark space, I spent looking back and wanting to get back to something wanting to get back to a time that might have been a better time or a relationship that might have been more fulfilling at that time. I wanted to get back to it. And the two aspects of that meditation of allowing yourself to be in the what is, and that when you sit in that moment in your backyard or in a place in your home that feels so beautiful and comfortable or a place in nature that completely comforts you or you can find a way to be in that space that as you sit in your own skin and just feel the presence of who you are at that moment there's a satisfaction that comes that doesn't need to be overwhelmed with all the outside stimulus And part of what I had before was this need to be trying to fix or change or do something to manipulate the world around me so that it didn't have tension, so that people weren't unhappy, so people weren't uncomfortable. Because if they were uncomfortable, I was uncomfortable. And it's hard to know whether I started using drinking and and smoking pot all those years ago because I was uncomfortable or whether the using made me uncomfortable. It's the chicken or the egg. 
But my main issue that I had that I'm finding recovery work in is really about the realization that everyone's going to have their own experience. Other people are going to have their own experience. And that the truth is that it is not mine to judge what that experience is for them, whether it's going to be helpful for them or not helpful for them. And that my own journey has taken me through so many dark valleys and I needed all those dark valleys to get to where I am today. And I want to, I want to cut that off for somebody else. I want to make their journey easier. And that's been an interesting awareness. Can I be in the what is for myself? And can I be in the what is for somebody else? Can I just be present for somebody else with wherever they're at? And my real answer is, yes, when I'm in a healthy place, I can. I can be both of those things. I can be 100% mindful and present for myself and for other people around me. And it reminded me of some of the reading from um, How Al-Anon Works and, and the reality that we have in our lives and how it can be really hard to see what reality is or to be willing to to look at reality and some of that comes from having a life where you saw things or felt things and someone else was telling you that you didn't see or feel those ways and so we we've been trained to not trust our feelings or intuitions to not believe that what we think we know is true for us. And then we can also fool ourselves, as I did, by living in denial and not wanting to see it and pretending that it's something else or that it doesn't exist or it's not as bad. That I don't want to I don't want to look at the bills, I don't want to look at the money. I just want I just want to pretend like if I don't look at it, it's going to go away. I don't want to look at the arguments or the underlying things that are happening in my relationships, because if I pretend like they don't exist, maybe they'll go away. Well, in spiritual work, I found that's not true. That the more I can be present with myself and willing to really be honest and look wholeheartedly at reality that working through those things eases that discomfort. And when you're in the middle of it, it's a lot. And when you come to the other side, it's like you look back and you think, I have no idea how I climbed that mountain. Because when I was in it, it was awful. But then when you get to the other side, there's that like, oh my goodness, I I did it. I walked, I walked through that hardness, that hardship. And some people do it physically. I was just thinking about the show that I watched recently about um, endurance racers. And the whole the joke between my husband and I the whole time is you wouldn't catch me doing anything physically active like that ever. That kind of pushing yourself to the limit doesn't appeal to me, but I respect it so much. I love watching it. There's some aspect of watching it and the and just the grit and the push that the people have that are willing to do those kinds of physical activities. 
And somehow for me, I've learned that part of myself is I want to do that grit and that endurance in spiritual work. That really leaning into my higher power and the trust and the grace that if I'm willing to really do this work, there's something beautiful and enriching on the other side. And for me, there has been. I am graced to be relieved of the obsession of alcohol. I'm graced and relieved to be relieved of the obsession of control. Not that I'm perfect at it or that it's not something that I have to be mindful of or take a look at, but that being with what is doesn't feel as difficult as it did. And it's just little steps every single day that reality is actually okay and I'm not as afraid of it as I used to be. And the more that I've trusted in spirit, the more beautiful opportunities that have come, more intuitions, more grace, more things that I never could have manipulated or maneuvered myself have just happened because I got out of the way of thinking that I had to know all the answers. And the other beauty that's come from that in being with the what is, is really being more present in the right now, right this moment. And that's what really came out of this COVID experience for me was the slowdown. That instead of constantly being on that treadmill of I've got this next thing and then this next thing means I have to be at this next thing and I have this rehearsal and this meeting and this get together and these all wonderful things. But it was too much. It was too much. And so the slowdown has made me realize that I need this space to be quiet. I need this space for things to be slower so that I can be in this present moment and not miss it. It's been a beautiful and interesting summer because I have looked at the world in a way that I never looked at it before. And the appreciation that I have of the people in my life that I miss seeing like we used to see each other. And when you look at people in the Zoom square, how much I can love them through the box or the phone call. I can't take it for granted. I have such a deeper awareness of, of it and, and being in the what is. I don't want to go back to the way that it was. I want to go forward to something new, something, something more profound, something more deep, something that has more awareness, more growth, more potential. I want to be more connected. I want to be more in this moment right now, feeling my arms and my legs and my heart and being connected to higher power. And sometimes that means that I'm in the what is of some real feelings. And I was, I always pushing those feelings away. And yet in the pushing away, it didn't make them go away. It gave them strength in a different undercurrent, laying in wait and anxiety. So I'm happy to be seeing life more realistically. I'm happy to be in the now. I know that whatever comes my way, 
there is going to be the intuition and the grace and the higher power stepping in to help me know in a different way than ever before of how to handle it, how to respond instead of react, how to listen with my heart. So I'm going to keep working on being with the what is. I'm so grateful for mindfulness meditation. I'm so grateful for recovery. I'm so grateful for my friends. I'm so grateful for my community. And I'm grateful to have you on this journey with me as we learn and grow together. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.